fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's The Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming in the podcasting. Welcome aboard. Your millennial general doing our thing, reporting for duty like we do every single day. What a show. I swear, one of these days, I promise you, we are going to have like a two or three hour program because there is so much to talk about. I don't have time to cover it all. And we need to. We could go probably four or five hours and many times as well. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joe Kent. He is a congressional candidate from the state of Washington, 3rd District. We'll be talking about the story, if you remember, a few weeks ago, right before the holidays of some elected officials having a hard time reporting on their trading and buying of stocks on the stock market on whether that was okay or not. The uh, the IRS and their taxes having some difficulty figuring out why. Nancy Pelosi blowing it off. Oh, don't worry. They're allowed to trade stocks. It's cool. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about these things. But yet, their elected officials were their decision-making on the economy affects the stock market. So, I think we should have a say to know exactly what they're trading and how much they're trading and what they're involved in. So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour and talk about his campaign as well. Great to have you along for the ride today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. You can find us on our social media at Hoosier Reason. It's like the state of Indiana, but without the I. We are almost like the Hoosiers. H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.com, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, whatever else. Ourfreedombook.com, Parlor as well. Minds.com, I think, although I haven't used that one in a long time. Plus our website at Hoosierreason.com. We're also streaming on the OpsLens app and the OpsLens.com. So welcome aboard to you guys and the new family with OpsLens. We love you guys and a lot of people enjoying the program. So we appreciate that very, very much. I want to start off the show. There's a lot of things I want to get to today that we're going to try and get to as much as possible, kind of the quick hit, because that's all the time we have for. We have the issue from yesterday, from January 6th. We covered it to some degree yesterday, didn't get to everything we wanted to. There was an issue with Ted Cruz that made a comment, so we'll play his response. Did he recover enough from that one? I'm curious on your thoughts there. I'm a big fan of Ted Cruz, but that one hurt him. I will admit that. That hurt him a little bit. So we'll talk about that. We have the hearing today from the U.S. Supreme Court on the OSHA mandates from the COVID-19 vaccines that we'll get to here in just a second as well. And California trying to look at universal health care. So we'll try and cover all those topics the best we can and more. I want to start off with this, though, today because obviously it's a Friday, so we can have a little bit more lighthearted fun, right? There was a study, according to studyfinds.org, men, and we have a lot of men listening. You can leave a comment on the social media that you're watching. You can send me a message. Let me know. On a scale of 1 to 10, now this is not for my personal benefit in any way, shape, or form. Get that through your thick skulls. How, On a rate of 1 to 10, how attractive do you find yourself? <laughs> now again, again, don't try and lump it up to me. The reason I ask, there is a headline, according to the latest study, where the average man 
finds themselves rated at a 5.9 out of 10 when it comes to attractiveness. And the study was done because of what they're calling now the COVID-15 by staying at home and, and social distancing and quarantining at home that many people have done like the freshman 15 in college where you add 15 to 20 pounds by just sitting at home and not doing a whole lot. I can attest to that. And I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to work on it. But they rate themselves overall as a five out- 5.9 out of 10 on the attractiveness scale. Now, I was concerned about that at first because I was like, you know, that's a little hoity-toity of yourself. And then I was thinking, like, obviously, I need to work on myself a little bit, need to exercise a little bit more. It's the new year, the New Year's resolutions, maybe do a few more crunches, a few more push-ups. I'm feeling better because I've actually done a lot better over the last few years compared to what I have. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I've got a few things to work on. Maybe you can trim the beard a little bit more. Who knows? You know, get a tan. I am, if, if you do watch the video feed, you can tell I am one of the most pale guys because I have a lot of ancestry from very pale areas. I glow in the dark at night, all right? I don't need night lights at nighttime. I glow in the dark on my own. I don't need any additional help. But then I think, you know, there are a lot of other guys out there that are, you know, a little on the uh, rough side. So then I was like, wow, maybe they're right. You know, you're not up there on a 7, 8, 9, or 10. I wouldn't consider that in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, maybe in the middle of the round, maybe just a little bit on the upside of that. 5.9 out of 10 was the average that men right now after the COVID-15 is uh, considering themselves on the attractive scale. I, I find that quite intriguing. Now, I will have to say, women, I'm curious from your perspective of that on what you grade your man your husband or your boyfriend right now uh, based because I I really honestly truly think that you don't marry us for attractiveness. You're probably not attracted to anything from the male species in any way, shape or form, because let's be honest, we're gross dudes. That's just what we are. You probably just uh, marry us or date us because you pity us. It's like the lost puppy. We're like, oh, you're so cute, but you're so pathetic. I'm going to take care of you and raise you and just coddle you. The nurturing side kicks in, and that's probably why. Because if that wasn't there, the human species would have died out years ago. Just throwing it out there. Human species would have died years because we're gross. We're gross dudes. That's just what we are. So we could consider ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10. But that scale is nowhere near with the attractiveness of females who actually try to take care of themselves in some way, shapes, or form to look attractive and try to appeal to the gross dudes where you're like, oh, I find you the most pathetic, so I'm going to pamper you and baby you and take care of you. While dudes are just trying to get the attention by doing the whole ultra-masculine thing in college and trying to do really dumb stunts and trying to do the adrenaline junkie thing and saying outlandish things just to stand out in the crowd, the peacocking. And then the women are like, wow, he's really he's really on the special needs level. I'm going to take care of him because he needs nurtured. <laughs> I know that's how I got my wife. I was tenacious with my wife. We were high, For those that don't know, for some of the new listeners, we were high school sweethearts. Yeah, I met her my freshman year. She was a soft. Uh, she was a junior. She was two years older, and uh, we dated in high school for a couple of years, and then broke up obviously when she graduated and had a few years off. Then we ran into each other again when I went to the broadcasting school and got into radio and TV. Uh, after two years of four year university, I realized that was like a useless thing. It was stupid. I wasn't going to do four years because I just couldn't handle college. I left that, went to a broadcasting school. As I was going to walk into register, she's walking out of one of her classes and. We've been together ever since, about ready to celebrate 10 years married and about, uh, I don't know, 15, 16 years dating overall, being together and kind of cool. So I, I pursued her. I had to hoard off a lot of dudes and I'm super lucky to be able to get my wife, my little mushy story of the day. But she probably thought, wow, this guy's really super in need of like nurturing because he's kind of pathetic.
<laughs> so there's that. There's your fun story of the day. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along today for a Friday. We have a lot to get to. I want to start off with this. Uh, I am concerned, very concerned. I am also encouraged, I think, on what the decision may be when it comes to the U.S. Supreme Court making their decision on the vaccine mandates from OSHA on whether it is constitutional or not for an executive power through the fourth branch of government that is the bureaucratic state, the unconstitutional fourth bureaucratic branch of government on OSHA to be able to implement vaccine mandates on the workforce. I am concerned at what some of the questioning look like. I got to admit today, I, did, I didn't get to watch all of it, but I watched a lot of it today on the Q&As on what they were doing, talking to these lawyers, talking to people. I got to be honest, this did not sound like a U.S. Supreme Court hearing. This sounded like legislators that were up there trying to, uh, to trying to set a political tone, trying to make a political statement, trying to let people know where they stood on political issues. This was not about legal issues. Very little did I hear today that actually regarded legal issues. The major question, the number one question that needed to be addressed today was, is it legal? constitutionally legal for a branch of government to impose that type of restriction on private businesses all over the nation. Right now, according to the latest study, near 18% of businesses have actually imposed vaccine mandates onto their employees, which means 82% of private businesses have not done so. And they asked some interesting questions, you know, uh, it's of... I don't I can't even think of any right now on what good questions were, because right now I'm really upset about the bad ones, of the efficiency of the vaccine. That was a question from the U.S. Supreme Court. I don't know what that has to do with the legality side of whether it works or not. I'm here to tell you the vaccine could be 100% efficient. It could have zero side effects. It could have nothing wrong with it, and it would completely eradicate the virus to where you would never, you would be 100% certain that you would never have any issues ever in any way, shape, or form with the virus if you took this vaccine. That still has nothing to do with the legality and whether the government can force you to take it or not. Nothing. The government cannot say that. You can try to impose the general welfare clause, which if you go back as a legal expert, now I'm not a legal expert. I did not take law in college. I didn't even want to try that. As a legal expert, as a U.S. Supreme Court justice, they know the general welfare clause is not the general welfare, meaning the welfare state of the country when it comes to social programs. It also does not mean the well-being of people by the government taking care of them. That means the nourishment and the well-being of communities based on them doing their own damn thing. That's what it means. You can't use that. And then you look at the requirements of OSHA and what they're allowed to do. The biggest point that I think really drove home that I think that really woke up a lot of them was the current OSHA mandates versus what this would do. And someone made the comment, can't remember which one it was, who who made this and who asked this, but they talked about the current OSHA mandates on a construction site, wearing hard hats, having to wear you know steel-toed boots, having to have the rocks when you go into construction sites, so that way you can keep the dirt and everything in or out, so that way the dirt in a construction site is contained within the zone of the construction area. I mean, those are all great questions, and they say, when you leave that work site, you take off those goggles. You take off that hard hat. You take off that shiny vest. You can take off those steel-toed boots and wear your sandals when you drive home. When you leave that work site, everything is left there because it's only an occupational work hazard safety thing to where when you get injured on the work site, then as long as you follow the protocols, the government's not liable, the contracts aren't liable, the business isn't liable because you didn't follow the proper protocol because we want to keep you safe while you're there. When you leave the site, 
it's a completely different story because it's up to you to handle you and take care of yourself. If you mandate a vaccine, that mindset completely changes because it's not just the work site now. You don't get to get the injection in the shot to work at the work site and then go home and get to retake out the injection because you didn't want it. And I think that's a huge stickler point when it comes to the legality of this issue on whether OSHA has the right to mandate a lifestyle as opposed to just something as a safety precaution on the work site during work hours. And then once you punch out later on during the day, then it's over and you don't have to worry about it any longer. That issue right there, I think that needs, honestly, needs to be the focal point of this entire legal discussion is does OSHA have the right to require on the work site? Okay, what type of implications does it have outside of the work site when they don't have any authority in any way, shape, or form? And I think that needs to be a stickler point that I really, really, really hope that the Supreme Court holds on to going into this. But they were asking about efficiencies of the vaccine. They were asking about the uh, high case numbers right now, which, of course, is probably why we're seeing such high case numbers with the Omicron variant and how many people are sick right now and how many kids are getting this thing, even though, you know, they're not dying because we haven't had any people die except for one person in Texas with a lot of medical issues before. But Omicron isn't killing people. You're just getting high numbers. High case numbers because we're testing more, so they were finding out about it. If you didn't get tested, you probably just think you'd have the seasonal flu or cold. That's all this is, but because of that, they're trying to bump up the numbers to scare people, and the Supreme Court unfortunately showed its ugly true colors in some shape, in some way, shape, or form today with some of the activist judges on there trying to show the hyperbole of the fear of politics as opposed to the legal side of this. That's, of course, Sotomayor and Kagan, and some of the others where they were using the politics of fear and an agenda politically as opposed to a legal mind on whether, regardless of all that that's irrelevant, whether the government's allowed to do it in the first place or not. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today for a Friday, 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. We are literally on every type of platform, outlet that you could have. So we appreciate that. We're growing like a weed. So happy Friday to you. (laughs) By the way, I forgot to mention programming. No, if you have not done it yet, if you've not signed up for our newsletter, we send out a monthly newsletter. And since I didn't talk about it last week and it was kind of the holidays and whatever, I didn't send it out like the first of the month like I usually do. I'm going to send it out tomorrow morning. So if you have not signed up for our newsletter yet, become a Hoosier Holic. It's totally free. Go to our website, HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. The first thing that pops up says, do you want to become a Hoosier Holic? You say yes. Type in your email. We don't spam you all the time. It's totally free. We're not going to charge you for anything. It's just a once a month newsletter where we talk about the show, kind of a recap of the month, what we've done. We have some fun civic holidays coming up for the month. We have our blog that we talk about, the topical issue. We have some stuff with our Hoosier Media Network uh, with new shows that's coming on, new things that we're doing, where I may be speaking if there's issues going on. So it's really neat. We appreciate it. And a lot of people sign up every month for that. So thank you. And that will go out tomorrow. It'll go out this weekend. I'm sure it's going to go out tomorrow morning, I think, but uh, that still gives you some chance to sign up for it as well. Who's your reason.com H O O S E R reason.com and uh, sign up for that newsletter. Become our latest who's your holic. Some great conversation going on in the chat room. One of the questions was, you know, the seasonal flu, are we going to mandate that? That was a great question that they brought up as well. One of the Supreme Court justices brought up and asked, you know, near 100,000 people a year die from the flu. Are we going to mandate this? And the government had to answer these questions. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we we don't mandate those. Yes, people die from the flu. No, we haven't mandated that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of new cases, but, you know, whatever. And But again, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All of those sensational arguments... This isn't like Twitter for the last two years on whether it's right, whether it's moral, whether it's okay or not. This is a legal issue, and it really concerned me how our legal experts and the legal minds of the country, really the most important legal minds in the world out of the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, we're talking about sensational topical issues of number of cases and how easily it spreads and that sort of thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Our Constitution was written during dire times. It was written as the country was about to fail after a revolution to fight and gain our independence from a tyrannical nation. After we created our Articles of Confederation, which was a, uh, a, a obviously a failure because it wasn't going to work, they created a constitutional convention and wrote the Constitution where it limited the government's powers and focused on the private sector. Guess what? That was done during a stressful time when the nation was about to collapse and we would have to go back to the United Kingdom and grovel to Great Britain to take us back in because we had nowhere else to go. We were that desperate. So guess what? A pandemic a flu, 
uh, whatever may come through the nation, there is zero reason for us to say, you know what, regardless of that, there's sensationalism right now, there's a big medical issue, there's a great whatever. We need to suspend individuals' rights. We need to suspend the private sector and just tell people what to do because that's what we're here for. That's never happened before in the country. That can never happen in our nation because that's not what we're about. When things get tough, when things get rocky, when things start getting a little shaky, you embrace what we have and we utilize it because that's what's pulled us out of it. That's almost like having faith in God if you're a religious individual, having faith in Jesus as a Christian. I, you know, have my faith in God and in Jesus. And that's like saying, all right, you know what? When things get really, really scary and really, really tough, I'm not going to turn to you. I'm going to go to somewhere else and I'm going to try and get my faith there because I believe in you. When it's convenient, when it's comfortable, things get rough. I'm going to take matters into my own hand. That's kind of the opposite thing that you do, right? Not to mention, our, not to try and compare our founding fathers to God, but we have a founding document that was made with the ability to handle issues no matter what the crisis is going on. We don't suspend those constitutional and individual constitutional rights just because we're very scared or because people are getting sick. That's when we embrace the private sector. The government relays information to us and may recommend or encourage and then lets us make our own decisions. And if we make the wrong decisions, then guess what? It's on you. But that goes back to like a whole personal responsibility thing that a lot in society just don't like to look if look in the mirror and actually handle in today's times. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, the show goes by way too fast. We could spend an entire hour talking about this, and there's so much more to get to. We have California trying to go into universal health care. We have the government trying to promote their universal basic income through this child tax credit. They're still trying to ram through. We have environmental issues. We have tax issues. We have spending issues. We have immigration issues. We have government really just living their life however the hell they want to while trying to impose rules onto us, which I find quite ironic. We had, the, of course, the fun over the holidays of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, one of our most favorite individuals. It was down in Florida hanging out without a mask, and then when you criticize her for going down to a uh, mask-free state and not wearing a mask, then she says that we're sexually frustrated in some way, shape, or form. This is the madness that we're dealing with. I'm telling you, I think that 
You remember 2012 when the world was supposed to end and like the Mayan calendar was all done? I really think that something happened to where, you know, we just went into Looneyville land and now you can say anything and you can defend it, which I have to give credit. And I haven't had a chance to get to it. We'll get to it before the end of the show. The comments from Ted Cruz regarding the uh, terrorism that happened on January 6th and he tried to clarify those statements. There's positivity that came out of that story. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. And I'm really, really, really glad that he was there. And while a lot of people are upset with Ted Cruz, I'm upset with Ted Cruz with that comment as well. I want to play it because I'm an eternal optimist. I think there was a lot of good that came out of that story. And I want to get to that because they say, the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals, they say anything in the world just to be like, meh. And then they go about their day. We actually hold ourselves accountable. And when one of our own says something stupid, we call them out on it. We smack them in the head and say, what are you doing? We get you back on track and we go about our business because that's what we do. We hold ourselves to a high standard. For example, there was a story a couple weeks ago about uh, stock trading from elected officials and how the IRS and they were trying to file their taxes. They were missing certain forms or missing certain information about what they were trading and how much they were trading and that sort of thing. And Nancy Pelosi blew it off. Just totally blew it off. Ah, whatever. People are allowed to trade stocks. It's all fine. Wait a second. What? You guys are government. You guys create legislation that affects economic policy, that affects businesses based on the regulations, the mandates you put on businesses. Hence, you know, the whole OSHA thing that we're looking at with the Supreme Court that came out today with their hearing. You guys affect the private businesses, meaning you could buy stock knowing what's about to pass to be able to raise the stocks up or down. That's kind of like insider trading stuff, isn't it? And we want to know about it. Are you allowed to trade stocks? I guess technically you can. I don't really care as long as you're not having an effect on it. And I want to have it some somewhat transparent so I know what the hell you're doing. Nancy Pelosi, meh, whatever. It's cool. Talk about some of that and more excited to have our next guest on the program. What's trending today? He is a congressional candidate out of the 3rd District in the state of Washington, which I'm sure is extremely cold right now. We're dealing with cold. It's like 10 degrees here in Wichita, Kansas, where I'm based out of with my flagship radio station. Excited to have on the program. He's a veteran father uh, and a Gold Star husband and a great conservative congressional candidate, Joe Kent, on the line with us here. Joe, how are you, my friend? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Now, what is the weather up in Washington? You guys are up near the old Canadian border, so I'm sure it's pretty chilly right now. We are, yeah. So, well, I mean, we are right on the Oregon-Washington border, third congressional district, so we're not quite that far north. We just had a really big cold snap last week that dumped a bunch of snow on us, and then last, I'd say, uh, last day or so, it just went right back to raining and in the 40s, which is kind of how it is for a lot of the year here. (laughs) Interesting rain. You know what? I could deal with the rain in 40, 50 degrees. I can deal with that. I The only time I like the snow, I grew up in Colorado. The only time I like the snow is if I'm on a snowboarding mountain going down the bowls with a snowboard on my feet. Outside of that, I don't want to see the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't deal with it very well here. Up in the mountains, they deal with it very well. Uh, down here, not not so much. It just yeah. kind of becomes a nuisance. Fun for the kids, though. My, my boys loved it. Oh, man. It's, it's good stuff there. I want to talk about this issue uh, with the trading stocks and congressional leaders. Obviously, as we mentioned, yeah. Congress can impact what businesses do, what the stock market does, what Main Street and Wall Street do based on their decisions, based on policy they implement, based on laws that they pass. They have a direct effect on what goes on there. I find it a bit interesting on why they're allowed to buy and trade stocks in the first place, and I find it more interesting why Democrats like Nancy Pelosi completely blow it off and think it's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, we all know that that the legislature, they get 
privilege the information that the general public doesn't have, and they can sell and trade stocks based off that information right now, the, co- the current rules. Nancy Pelosi publicly defended that. But, I mean, just thinking back to right when the, uh, the COVID pandemic began, we've gotten two Republicans and two Democrats that made major stock trades that made them a bunch of money in January of 2020 when the rest of us, you know, just normal people, we didn't know the pandemic was about to hit, but they got access to classified information that said this pandemic was coming, and they made trades accordingly. We've gotten them doing this time and time again, and it's just absolutely absurd. And it just really speaks to the fact that, hey, there's two classes here. There's the ruling class, and there's the rest of us, and there's rules for them, and then there's rules for us. And I used to work, uh, did some time in the military, did some time in the intelligence community, and just being a working grunt there, we were told that when we had access to classified information, that we could not financially gain from it. If we if we um, were caught trading stocks in the way that Nancy Pelosi is doing, we'd have had the book thrown at us. But if you're in a, if you're a senior member of Congress, then it's just another day at the office. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And with how long Nancy Pelosi's actually been in office, I mean, she's been there forever. Obviously, she she knows the ins and outs of the way government works. Why would why do you think she would make a statement like this to where when we're not even saying you can't trade, we're just saying, hey, we want to see the paperwork and you fill in the blanks and kind of give us a little bit more detail on transparency on what you're trading here and why you're trading and what you're doing. She defended even the fact that they didn't even have to fill in this paperwork because that was the question, wasn't it? It wasn't like, hey, I can't believe you're trading. It was, hey, you left this blank. Can you fill in us and give us a little bit more detail here? Yeah, it's absurd. And with somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who's been in office, you know, probably as long as you and I have been alive, it, it just speaks to the fact that a lot of these people in Washington, D.C., they don't think that the rules apply to them. And she just she just brushed it off. I mean, she knows that she's going to get enough money from her, you know, corporate mega pack donors and all these different special interests to prop her up and then make her immune from anything that us, you know, we people could throw at her, any kind of accountability. So, I mean, she's been there for so long. It's just another day at the office. She just laughs it off, you know, and I, I think that just really speaks to how absurd it is and how much we need change. We need regular people to go run for Congress. That's why I'm, that's one of the big reasons why I'm in this fight. And then just to bring accountability to some of these institutions that we give a good deal of power to. Yeah, no, I love it. We are seeing a lot of change. We're seeing people fired up all over the country. I love, and I've been saying this for the last really almost year uh, i mean i don't remember the last time republicans have jumped in in groves like this all over the country and so early into the races which i think shows a lot of momentum on our side people want change overall in government let's talk specifically real quick about the democrat party though they don't like the change there has been a new rise of younger democrats coming into the party we saw the kennedy a few years back try and give the uh, rebuttal to to president biden or uh, president trump's uh, state of the union speech and they completely shunned him because they didn't want the younger Democrats coming in. Obviously, we have the AOC crowd and the crazy socialists that are the young ones coming in right now. But the iron grip stronghold of the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's and the Harry Reid's, even though he's passed on now, and those groups, they don't like the change. And they're not allowing young Democrats to really come in and kind of take the reins. No, they're not. And, and Democrats do something really, really well. They get in lockstep. And I think the DNC is far more organized, more organized than the RNC is. This is why they pushed Hillary Clinton forward. This is how they killed off the, the populist movement of Bernie Sanders. They did it twice. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, as soon as she went after the establishment on the, on the 2020 primary stage, they, they yanked her off there right away. So 
I mean, I, I think we're seeing a civil war in both parties. Um, the one in ours is very interesting, but the one on the left is interesting, too. Something else I think that's really interesting with the, with the older Democrats, all of them that have built up a big enough nest egg that they're going to be fine when they leave government, they're heading for the exits right now. Nancy Pelosi said she's retiring. We have a really prominent one out here in the Pacific Northwest that just said he's retiring. I think it's like we're somewhere upwards of 20-plus senior Democrats are, have announced their retirements, which is really weird because they have control of the House, they have control of the Senate, and they have they just got a president installed. So it really speaks to how not confident they are in this agenda that they're pushing forward. It's funny because even though some Republicans, a lot of Republicans, didn't like President Trump, they're all really eager to tie themselves to the parts of the Trump agenda, like the Trump economy, the Trump foreign policy, Trump immigration stances, yeah. that were successful. But you're not seeing that with the Democrats. That is very true. That is very absolutely true. We're talking with Joe Kent. Joe Kent for Congress.com is the website candidate for the 3rd Congressional District in the state of Washington. Let's talk about Washington for a second, your campaign and what's going on up there. What are the politics? I've always wanted to go to Washington. I've never been there. All I hear is, you know, like you guys have Governor Jay Inslee, which is a complete madness. And I know there's pockets of lunacy up there. But uh, from what I've heard as well, there are a lot. There's a massive growing conservative movement that's just sick and tired of that type of policy being run in that state. We, we do. So Washington State, we are a red state that is just dominated by two of our major urban centers, obviously Seattle, the good old Chaz that everybody's familiar with, and then our state capital, Olympia. And so we do have an absolute tyrant as a governor who is, you know, he's part of the, the West Coast competition for who has the most insane governor. Um, but really, we are a very conservative district, third congressional district. We are one of two red districts that actually touch the Pacific Ocean on the continental United States. And we have a rhino Republican, Jamie Herrera Butler, who actually has a worse record than Liz Cheney, but most recently she voted for the impeachment of President Trump, and that's when I announced my candidacy to go after her. But wow. she also voted to stop construction of the southern border wall. She voted for all the endless wars, voted to keep Obamacare. So she's one of these Republicans that we have to replace because she just goes long lockstep with, with the far left. So that's uh, that's what we're up against. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Joe, we got to take a break here in a second. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Hang tight. When we come back, I want to talk about, you had mentioned this uh, civil war within the Republican Party, and as we're starting to clean house, we're starting to see it. Some congressional candidates all over the country have won. You know, Lauren Boebert being one out of Colorado. We're seeing others pop up all over the place and what we can do to start cleaning up this party. Mitch McConnell is one where he's done some good stuff, but he's kind of he's kind of fallen, uh, fallen and wavered a little bit. Obviously, lately, even with the Build Back Better plan allowing the filibuster to suspend, now we have that discussion in Congress again. You running for Congress or running for the House side. We'll talk about that when we come back as well as we try to clean this up because I am so optimistic about this midterm election in 2022. We're going to take it back as long as Republicans don't waver and get scared and try and go soft like they always do when we get close to actually doing something productive. It's all that and more. We'll talk about that when we come back with Joe Kent. Joe Kent for Congress.com is the website. It's the Voice Reason here on a Friday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. 
You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Goes by way too quick. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, wherever you may be watching or listening, radio, TV, live streaming, or podcasting. Hat tip off to the OpsLens team again with their live streams on their website, app, and social media. We love you guys. Also with our social media, all of our radio affiliates, TV affiliates, growing leaps and bounds, the Hoosier Media Network as well. We're about ready to do some really cool stuff, too. Our little shameless plug there, HoosierMedia.com is the website there. HoosierReason.com is the website for our radio show here. A lot of great content on there. All right, we got a few minutes left with our guest today, Joe Kent. Joe Kent for Congress.com is the website, third congressional candidate for the state of Washington. Let's talk about the Republican Party, trying to clean up the Republican Party. Uh, It's been an extremely frustrating process. We had the majorities when Trump first took office for the first two years. And we were our own worst enemy. We had a lot of moderates in there. John McCain at that time, uh, the uh, I mean, God rest his soul now, but uh, did not like Trump, tried to sabotage him. We had Ben Sass. We had Lisa Murkowski. We had Susan Collins. We had so many that obstruct the Republican agenda when we have opportunity to do Republican things with the Republican majority. Just this last month when we had the Build Back Better plan, thank God it didn't pass. But Republicans, while they said they wanted to keep the filibuster in the Senate, with a 50-50 tie right now, uh, Mitch McConnell, along with 18 Republicans, voted to temporarily suspend the filibuster to allow them to potentially pass it with a simple 50% majority vote, 51% majority vote. And thankfully, Joe Manchin stopped that, but we allowed that potential to happen. Why do we always get wishy-washy after we tucked off? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big reason is that the corporatist establishment Republicans, even though they have an R by their name and they make slick ads about how they're going to stand up for conservative principles, really what they want to do is, is they want to keep the corporate status quo going. And that is really just your, your typical Bush-Cheney, you know, unlimited immigration, ship our jobs overseas, 
fight endless wars, put the corporate donor class first. This is why these people hated Donald Trump. At the end of the day, Donald Trump was an assault on the corporate ruling class. He wanted to bring back our jobs. He wanted to restrict immigration to put Americans first. He wanted us out of foreign entanglements that really got us absolutely nothing. And so you had this massive revolt that came from within the Republican Party against him. And we're seeing that again now. I think there's a lot of folks right now that think that, hey, because Biden's doing so poorly, we're going to have this massive red wave in 2022. And I, I believe we are as well. But right now, the establishment within the Republican Party is attempting to promote more of the same old, same old. Kevin McCarthy is supporting five of the 10 impeachment voters, and he's using Trumpish rhetoric to do it because he knows that Trump is at a 94 to 97 percent approval rate within the GOP. So he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He really just wants to get people like my opponent, like Jamie Herrera Butler, back in there to do the bidding of the corporate ruling class, the same people that stabbed Trump in the back for two years, the same people who have been absolutely silent on most of these COVID restrictions and lockdowns and really wanted the unlimited immigration. They really want big pharma and all these other major corporate interests to thrive, and they want to put the interests of the working class last. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. The big question is, is it starting to work? Are people waking up and are people starting to recognize this? I mean, in the state of Wyoming, where Liz Cheney is, I think like what, 50, 60 percent of the county Republican parties have uh, said that they no longer recognize her as a Republican in that state, which I find absolutely hysterical. Is that what's going on in other places around the country as well? No, it's great. I think it's awesome what what, what uh, Wyoming did. Uh, in my own district, we have every single county, with the exception of one, is the least least populated county. They has uh, rebuked Jamie Herrera Butler, and so they have uh, formally censured her. Um, and so we have a referendum going on right now. I mean, there's some establishment folks here that are that are pushing hard for her, but I'm leading in the polls right now. Uh, according to the Fogger Group, I'm in first place. A Democrat in the district is in second, and Jamie Herrera Butler is in third place. She's going to be a 12-year incumbent by the time we get rid of her. We have a jungle primary, top two move on to the general no matter who. So according to Trafalgar, which has been very accurate so far, if the election were held today, she wouldn't even move on to the general. So that's saying a lot about where the pulse of the base is right now. I love it. And I think the base is going to keep moving that way as we get closer to the midterm elections, as we get fired up. These these issues obviously aren't going away. The Democrats have nothing new to bring to the table. They're just dragging up the old stuff and trying to bring emotional arguments. So I think you guys are in a really good position to move forward as we get closer to it, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, we really are. And then it's up in everyone's face here on a daily basis because we have a governor like Jay Inslee. He did vaccine mandates statewide, cost a ton of people their jobs, put them in a horrible position morally. And Jamie Herrera Butler said absolutely nothing about that. Biden continues to drive the economy off the cliff. So people are becoming activated. I get folks that come out to my events all the time that said, hey, I haven't been politically active before. I didn't vote. I even get Biden voters that come and say, hey, I voted for Biden, but I didn't wow. vote for this. And we see right now that it's not about Republicans or Democrats. We see it's one side that wants total control of your life, and then there's us. And we want to bring back individual liberties and make this country the country that we love and that we grew up in. People are waking up. I love it. Joe Kent for Congress.com. Joe, good luck on the campaign trail. I'm sure we'll talk to you as we get closer to the elections as well. We appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely appreciate the conversation. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a bit. Have a great weekend. Back at it on Monday for another week of The Voice of Reason. Until then, be your own Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, 
We're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.